so you're having sex every six months or so, right? Yeah, roughly. Lot, Not a, a lot. lot of the, a lot of masturbation challenge. And you're you're staying in a uh, you're staying in what are you staying in a hut with a family? Yeah, so I'm living in their house, and they do not have full walls. Oh my god! Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. I'm Karen Lee Poder. And this is the ultimate podcast about the birds and the bees with a sex expert cougar mother. And her stand-up comic son. And this episode is a phenomenal episode if you're wanting to learn about when is the right time to have sex and what is when is the right time to, to stick with someone and say that you're in love despite going abroad for two years. Long dis- if you're interested in how to survive a long-distance relationship, this is the episode for you. We interview my very, very close friend from high school, David, who I will be the best man at his wedding. And there is a kind of a funny story behind that, too. If you're wanting to get a little com- comedic relief, this is a good one. Yes. Uh, but he is a phenomenal guy. And he, he oh, really is amazing. He has gone through a ton in his life. And he really is he's a very mature 27-year-old who is going to tell you all about long-distance relationships. And for all you ladies out there, you're going to want to marry him when you're done with this. Uh, after listening he's to this a sweetheart he, angel but the problem is, is that he's getting married yes uh to a wonderful girl it sounds like too but man this kid has got his shit together he also taught sex education in guyana which is a south american country for those who don't know uh with the peace corps for two and a half years so he's very well versed in in sex and when is the right time to have sex yeah, and he gives his little tips on that one and they're really smart i'm just going to give you a little preview you have to listen, though, in order to – you'll have to listen to the episode to figure it out. I'm just going to say head hard part. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you very much for, li- for tuning in. Uh, okay, yeah. Tune in. And by the way, it would be nice if you guys could write a damn review on iTunes. Okay. This is not the time to do that. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. All right. Well, welcome, David, for round two. Yeah, and we say round two because we did the whole round one, and it was phenomenal, and everything is going well, and guess what happens? Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. We didn't have sound. I'm, praying, kind of... I'm praying that this sound works this time. Yeah. All right, don't pray. Should we check? No, it's it's good. It's I checked. Okay. I'm just neurotic. Anyway, David, welcome to the show. David, for, for the record, uh, David is one of my best friends from high school. Uh, he was my first comedy partner we we did tons of we spent many weekends uh performing duos together uh including uh a scene from the producers and from monsters inc a personal <laughs> yeah. favorite which, which if everybody behaves we're going to put a little clip in at the end of this podcast <laughs> no way <laughs> it's, it's awesome it's awesome i dug it up oh and yeah it's great all right and uh and as a very exciting update is that David is getting married. Yeah. I'm really excited. It's probably more exciting is that I am the best man. Right. And we, and that is another funny story. It is funny. <laughs> David, do you, we talked about it yesterday. Do you find it funny or no? <laughs> uh, it's all like relative. I mean, okay. 
Here's my side. Of, yeah. Here's what I'll say. Here's here's why it was funny to me. Okay. And hey, then can you I just can... say the first part of it before you even get to why it's funny to you? It's funny to me because you have not been an attendee at a wedding. You only are like the official. He, he's been ordained. He was a, he officiated at a friend's wedding. He was a DJ at a friend's wedding. No, I was an MC. <laughs> MC. At a, a friend's I wedding. got everyone on the dance floor. That was my yeah. my role. No, I think you did a whole intro too. Oh yeah, I did. yeah, yeah. I int- yeah I int- I had to do. But anyway, those. you haven't really been a guest. So and now, so I'm now doing... here comes the story. So okay, so I so okay, so David David and I were extremely close in high school, and then we went to different colleges, and then we hung out maybe like once a year since then. Agree. Yeah. And and we we kept in touch like intermittently. You know, not too often. You went. David went to uh, Guyana to do to be in the Peace Corps, and so that was especially hard for us to communicate for several years. And then, out of the blue, I get a call from David saying, "Kim, I got some great news." And I'm like, "What's the news?" And you go, "I'm getting married." And I go, "I'm so happy for you." And he goes, "And I have a question for you: Will you be my best man?" No. I was, to be honest, I was taken aback. I was, I was surprised because we hadn't spoken. Maybe like we haven't hung out on a regular basis in like yeah. ten years. <laughs> so well, yeah, because we've been in different places for sure. Right. It was terrible. It was yeah, but and basically, the man knows what he wants. You know what? He, it yeah, and I was surprised, especially because you have two brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. That might be best not to not to pick any of those. Why do you think it was best not to pick your brothers? Then you gotta you gotta pick one, and then and then they're gonna fight. You know, like so then. So you pick me. Yeah, I'm and I'm ready to do it. Good. Hell, freaking yes. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. It, it, so we decided. So after. So I accepted, and then we decided to have a little reunion. So we met up in the desert, halfway between where we both live about three, three hours, four hours between it, between each of us. And, uh, we had an amazing man's weekend in the desert, uh, during which I almost, uh, stepped on two rattlesnakes and drove <laughs> over a flying rattlesnake. <laughs> I almost landed in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, Thank horrible. <laughs> <laughs> But we made it alive. Kim has this like fight or flight response oh, to things. I, oh I, my god! David saw it. I did that once in a movie theater. Like literally, the alarm goes off and he flew over like ten rows, I'm a leaving me person. in the dust. But I can't even imagine if you're like that with a fire alarm in a movie theater. That how you were when you saw a, an active snake, a snake. David, it was it was horrible. Because we're literally like walking, going on a hike, and all of a sudden you're about to step on it, and then it curls up and rattles. You know, it shows it's fake, and you book it. <laughs> and now I'm trapped between you and like the snake, so I can't even move forward because it's now in the middle of the road. <laughs> I was freaking out, like clinging to David as we walk through the rest of the, the desert. Poor David. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, Wait, were you reconsidering good. whether or not he should be best man after his snake experience? Eh, not, not really. I mean, like. <laughs> As long as he doesn't die, you know, he shows but, up, doesn't get bit. Speaking of snakes, if this could actually happen, you might want to reconsider that I was at a wedding for my boyfriend's brother in Florida, 
in Tampa on a plantation or an old plantation. And there was a swamp there in the beginning of the ceremony. All of a sudden, this enormous water snake comes out onto the right across where the everyone is this area where the you know the whole ceremony is going on. And like people are like screaming, yelling, and it was like freaking, freaking. So you better think about that. Because if you get married, wait, he's not getting married in the in Joshua Tree. Yeah, like, oh, no, I, I mean, mean, but this was in Tampa, so you never know what if these things can happen. In it'll Tampa, be scorpions for sure. It'll be scorpions. <laughs> the whole place will. He's not going to be there to, to, as the best man. He's not going to be able to defend you. He will be out <laughs> on his own somewhere in the next state. Yeah. Hey, look, by the way, we did not discuss. Are are there eligible women for me? Oh. At this you upcoming bachelor's party slash, huh? You accept it without finding this information out? Yes, yes. Very generous. N- uh, no, <laughs> no, no. Thinking about there. Wait, no, no. What do I mean? In the whole wedding, there's not one good. Like in the wedding, the like the party, but like I'm there's like the women that will be there invited to the wedding, but not like the bridal party. The bridal party are already coupled up. Yeah. Okay. Oh. All hey. right. I didn't pick him. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love him, but you know that wasn't my job. So. Okay. No, no problem. So okay. should we get right <laughs> to moving it? on? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so why don't we start it? Like, how did you end up with this woman? Oh yes. Yeah, so, uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. I I want to preface this by saying you have an incredible story of of uh, fortitude. And how to how to create a manageable long term long distance relationship, and uh, this is what I'm excited to expose. Right, yeah. because long distance is hard. When like I had a long distance relationship between myself and my boyfriend in New York, which was difficult. I, I can't yeah. even imagine. I can't even date from- girls who are on the other side of LA than than I am. Right, yeah. and then how are you dating someone who's in a different continent, and you're in the Peace Corps without any kind of uh, like major you know, phone service or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, it was, well, yeah, anyway, so I guess the, the cliff notes to catch up to that, uh, we met in college at the university of Colorado, lovely Boulder. And we had, I had met, she's a year younger than me and met my sophomore year. We were both dating other people at the time. Um, and we had just been friends throughout that. And then my senior year, we no longer were dating each other. I mean, other people. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we started dating. Kind of. Hey, no, 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 you're not skipping over that part. That's, 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 that's a juicy stuff. Yeah, that's that's right. the okay. juicy so stuff. Yeah, because it reminded me of me. So basically, <laughs> everything today is reminding me of me. But basically, you. I mean, everything today, everything always is reminding <laughs> me of you. <laughs> always about me okay but basically it's you and your girlfriend do you can you Kaylee, say her name? yeah kaylee, kaylee? nice name but, but, you but, and but kaylee were just friends and yeah. then it became friends with benefits element to this yeah i i want to hear about the premarital sex <laughs> the the premarital sex that has yet to happen you mean yes, yes. i know you're still both of your virgins but like let's just pretend if you weren't how it might have gone down so we were both in the same major, right? So we had taken a lot of the same classes. We actually, in all of college, took two classes together. Worst decision ever. Um, 
just because, like, I really study and, like, do homework, and she's really smart and doesn't at all, and then, like, <laughs> flies by, it's it's just, it's not a good combo. Um, so, yeah, so I'd be studying, this is my senior year, um, just over at her place, she, her house was right behind my fraternity house, so it was, like, a great kind of overflow, we'd hang out there, we were just spending more and more time together, like, actually studying, and then... I initially thought that she was hooking up with one of my fraternity brothers, so I didn't really pursue her at all. Of course, but did she... you? Why did you think she was like a, a loose goose or something? What, what a was loose that goose. <laughs> a loose goose. No, no, really, nothing to do with her. It was really more that if if she's hooking up with him, then I like I don't really want to do that slappy to him. Second. No slappy second. Bros before hoes, mother. Yeah, it would be the more bros before hoes. Not, that, not that Kaylee's yeah. a hoe. We just called her a loosey-goosey and a hoe. <laughs> You're going to be ousted of your position as best man, by the way. You realize that. Uh, okay. It, she'll she'll live. It's fine. You know, it's not like her whole family is listening to this. Uh, her, so, her, her mom is literally the only person who has tried to donate to our, our podcast so far. Yeah. No wonder we don't make very much money. <laughs> or she's going to take money. She'll take her money back after this conversation. All right. So so anyway, so you had this loosey goosey. Yes, that... that was seeing one of your fraternity brothers. This this you... harlot. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I I didn't like for me I'm very kind of black and white at certain things. A lot I'm not, but like for this it's just not worth the stress and the guilt. Like, I don't want to do that to him. So I never really made a move. Um, she had other plans. So then one fateful night as we're studying, uh, closer together, long story short, she made the first move. Um, so how did she do that? So it was so unbelievably painful. Uh, (laughs) you know, the typical, like, you know, you get closer and kiss, but she like wrapped her hand around me and dug her, her, fingernails like into the back of my head oh i love it it was very like maybe maybe but i here i am like first kisses are one of the greatest things in the world right because there's like nothing like them you know what i mean like it is this one feeling with no matter how many people you kiss like there's something so different and here i'm like oh this is awesome like I'm really looking forward to this, but I am equally in a lot of pain. It was like physically wait, painful. Wait, did, yes. she, draw, did she draw blood? I, I don't know. I I, I didn't really pay attention. Did she scar you? <laughs> not not that I can tell. Well, I don't know. What? But I'm not going to shave my head either. Do, so. do, what what was the the clawing about? Is she just a more aggressive sexual? No. Yeah. I, I, no, I think she was just excited. Oh. I, I like the aggressive part. I like to hear more ne- about that. Nina Hartley would would say uh, she would be that would be she, one proud woman. She practiced squ- uh, pulling my yanking my hair and, and fucking claw the shit out of my head during in the interview in front, in front of me. It was uh, <laughs> not comfortable physically comfortable. and emotionally. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Okay. All right. Yeah. So. So at that point, were you like? aroused or were you like scared and want to run the other way no no like it was it was nice i'm like all right you need to to loosen this up and then we continued so i mean it was very much like i was excited i I liked her you know she's a great friend like 
first and foremost, but then she's she's a looker as well, if you will. So, so was, you were always turned on by her anyway. You just were like pushing those feelings aside because of your guy friends. Yeah. Yeah, you could say. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. All right. Did you have sex that night? No. Oh. It's been very uh, intense. It's, we uh, we haven't had sex yet, obviously. What is that? What, you can't, uh, we can't admit that you had sex with her? All right, all right fine. So, all right, no. Who, but... is listen- who is listening that doesn't know that you guys have her sex? Parents. Her parents know that they have sex. Do they? I, 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 mean, have, I you, have you not had sex? No, no, we, we have. Look at oh. your eyes, Cam. You look like you. I'm not going to be the best man at a wedding where they haven't had sex before. I know. What? I'm going to sit there knowing that they haven't experimented. Uh, they don't know what's going on, and I, yeah, I think it's actually, very important. My, my lessons have paid off. Oh yeah, I'm a big believer in premarital sex. Yeah, me too. What do you think, I, Dave? I, that that said, I did attend a wedding where they they were extremely yeah. Catholic. And they did not have premarital sex. Okay. And that was a very odd, odd situation. That's the only time I think you were an attendee and not in. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you, they the, stay long at the wedding? The Jew boy was not allowed close to the, what did, what did they call it? Not the, the not the Bema, but the, uh, the altar. altar. Yeah. 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 The Jew boy was not allowed close to the altar. Yes. I so basically, you were not in it. So you still are going to that you weren't an attendee. <laughs> You you saw it from afar. They put me in the back. You still have not been a regular member of a of a all the crashers. Yes, yes. You you were the wedding crashers. Okay, so anyway, like we're just going to go on the assumption that you, at some point or another, decided that you're going to have sex with her, right? Yeah, it's actually it's funny. Um, not funny. I mean, like in past relationships, like I wouldn't go on dates and then then build to a physical relationship like it's always been like starting physical and then move from there and this actually was first yeah very much friend first and like you hooked up but like it was just very serve I and mean, we were just like kissing that night like we didn't have sex for a long time wow uh, why comparatively i don't know we just didn't and like we've talked about it recently like we just it's come up like why i don't know it i mean i loved spending time with her like we would like i'd crash at her place and like not do anything we just like hang out talking like we could talk forever until it just like pass out i've heard that you know i think this is a phenomenon where a lot of my friends who are now in serious relationships with their their women are they they uh they took a long time to have sex beforehand, whereas in previous relationships they kind of just jumped into the sex. And I right think off. it's a, yeah, right off the bat. And I think it's a, a sign that they're on both sides saying, you know what, we really want to give this an opportunity to build momentum. I and, agree with you. And yeah, I, yeah, I think that's a thing. But also, once you have sex, you can't go back to not having sex. You know, you can't. The, the makeout part is really fun. Yeah. You know that the, just the messing around and doing everything else, but part. And once you do it, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to just go back to kissing. Yeah. Yep. All okay. Right. Okay. So. so so anyway, you, so you're you dating this girl in college. Yeah. Kind, accidentally. And I wouldn't even say because right at the beginning, because um, I was going to the Peace Corps, right? So Which you have to apply. Two and a half years abroad. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, right after school. 
not a short time, right after school. Like it takes a while to apply to the Peace Corps. Uh, they've kind of streamlined it now, but when I was applying a, a full year, right? But I got accepted in September to leave the following September. So just months after I graduated. So I was not looking to date whatsoever. Like wow. it, the opposite, actually. Like I was like, I do not want to date anyone. I can't believe the Peace like, Corps is turning people down. You would think they'd be like, come on. It's not, you know, like they want anybody that can help out. They don't. Yeah, it's a selective picky. program. Yeah. What, 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 what do they think they are? Well, we've got some. <laughs> think about how many Americans you know that probably would not make the greatest ambassadors on a local level. Uh, yeah, but still, I mean, it's better than nothing. All right, let's move on. I'll, we'll discuss the Peace Corps at some other time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, it, you got in because you're an awesome guy. Yeah. I mean, I had relevant skills and I was healthy and. Yeah, so I got in, and so I was like, not going to date, not happening whatsoever. So we very much were just hooking up and keeping it casual. Didn't really tell a bunch of people right away because didn't know if it was turning into something. And as the year kind of progressed, like we got closer and closer and realized like this is something too good and special, and then just didn't want to didn't want to give it up at all, which was a a tough decision to make, I think, for sure. Because why would you voluntarily want to opt for a long-distance relationship, you know? Well, why would you voluntarily give up something that's really good? Yeah, well, exactly. So it was... How did you know, though? How did you know you didn't want to give it up? This goes back like, to his love of choice thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, 100%. Um, I, I do not think love is a choice. And it you just you felt it like there's literally it's so cheesy um but i just had this like in my gut feeling like this is amazing like i'm head over heels with this girl but also really in love with her and i i don't want to let this go had you, you had know? had you felt love before yeah oh for sure which is the weirdest part because i've definitely been in love many times many times how could you be in love I mean, so many times by the way i've been in, time, in love zero times I'm, I'm, I'm in my fifties and I've been in love twice. But like, but like, you and me comparatively, like you haven't really dated. I dated a ton in yeah. it, all in high school, so I'm kind of a serial dater. Like I don't. That's I've true. Been in, I'd consider like long, long term relationships, not just like a, a week or two, um, months to so years. But you're a monogamous when you're in a relationship, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would think Not, that. um, what's his name? Yeah. So, so yeah, so I decided like, it was just in my gut. Like I, I do not want to give this up whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was super what important. About to me. What about Kaylee? And she was the same way, like very much like we were like all exactly on the same page. Like I had never felt, and I had, I've loved like my past girlfriends. They were great, but like something was different, you know, like something is very different about this relationship. And I felt really connected. Um, you guys both feeling like you're your soulmates. If you do even believe in that. Yeah, I, I guess I, I kind of go back and I don't, I don't put too much weight in like the soulmate thing, but uh, yeah, like the answer would be, yeah. You know what I mean? It's lovely. Okay. So, 
but going the Peace Corps is not easy alone. Um, statistically speaking, the vast majority of people break up um, mm. for a number of reasons, right? I mean, A, you're apart. Um, B, you're apart. <laughs> B, you're also apart. But then, like, <laughs> it's also really challenging on an individual basis. Like, it is – like, their, their tagline is the – uh, the hardest job you'll ever love. And it's so true. Like it is really taxing mentally and physically. And so having to keep your shit together and then also invest in a relationship where you're only, I mean, you're not physically together. So your relationship is solely through communicating, you know, um, the communicating. or exactly right. The opposite. Um, so I, I really wanted to be proactive about it, for sure. Um, the University of Colorado is amazing in its services. Like, anything you want, they really provide. And so as an alum, because I just graduated, I had so many free counseling um, sessions. And then she's a current undergrad, so she could do almost, like, unlimited sessions. So we decided to do couples therapy. Wow. Um, preventative preventative wow exactly so as opposed which was a little strange when we like made the appointment they're like do you do couples therapy like yeah okay what's wrong we're like nothing's wrong like we're (laughs) great they're like why do you want to come in like well because i'm leaving for the peace corps and we want to have a good game plan and talk about you know foreseeable challenges and how can we really strengthen this and and you know, set us up for success as wow. best as we can. This and is awesome. Every single couple should have some sort of therapy before they enter further into their relationship. I really believe it. People look at me when I said I had a uh, couples therapy and, and they're like, what's wrong with your relationship? I'm going, it's, it, uh, everyone has issues to work out in a relationship. Because yeah. you're totally different entities. So you have to be able to communicate and listen to each other. Listen, for sure. And I think that's, I mean, that's what we were talking about yesterday. Yeah, you need to be taught to listen. So what Mm -hmm. do you think your your takeaway with both of you two was from that counseling session? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely to be honest and like forward, right? Like, when you're with someone, you can read their body language a lot, right? You can can get a, a lot of everything. But if all you can get is literally the words on a page, like or just you texting, emailing, or like if you're lucky on the phone, right? Like you really can't, you don't have any of these other cues that we're used to. So to like really say what you mean and be honest and, and open was probably the foundation that I, that I walked away with from that. And wow. I think it really helped. Hear that sex talk with my mom. Listeners, very good advice from Mr. David over here. <laughs> I know. Honestly, this is like phenomenal advice. Yeah. And most people don't even, they jump into marriage. Oh, you know, we're going to live happily ever after. They have no clue what they're doing. Yeah. Most stressful thing (laughs) ever. I I will say though, that both in in order for this to be effective, I imagine that both parties really must be invested in wanting it to, to, to work. Yeah. Well, isn't that nice to to know that, that both parties are invested in wanting it to work. It's very nice mother. It's very nice. (laughs) But people don't do it unless they're in trouble. They right. go to therapy when they have a problem. Right. Like, well, it's expensive as fuck. Before. That's why. Yeah. It's expensive, but it's also, even if they have the money, it's very 
it's it you're vulnerable. You yeah. have to look at yourself. I yeah. mean, I used to go to counseling, but when I went to couples counseling, I realized more about myself than I did when I was an individual counseling. Did you? Yeah. Did you go because to you see counseling? the way you are with the other person? Did you just go to counseling with D's, or did you did you also go to counseling with Dad? Never with Dad, but um, I probably should have. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it would definitely help us a lot because I was like. David over here getting married at age 23 years old. What the hell did I know about relationships? Although we were like you friends first, which yeah. also helps when you're friends first. Are you worried, David, are you worried that it might be you're young, young as fuck to get married? Not, no, not really. Um, <laughs> Your brain is not fully formed until you're 25. No. And I, I get that. And we've talked about it. I mean, coming from like the story that we're just telling to like today, a lot has happened. Like a lot, like, and she puts it best. Like we have gone through so much together. Yeah. You could survive like two years of of that. Like my, my dad died. She was there for that. Her grandfather died. I was there for that. Um, like, Major events, um, I was diagnosed diabetes, like that was a whole like wrench, like all of these major life events that we've dealt with together that today, like, yeah. And like, yeah, we've been dating now for five, almost six years Mm. come October ish. Um, but like the relationship maturity level is like way beyond on six years like what what couple is going to deal with like the death of a parents like when they first get married or first start dating like these stuff like thankfully does not happen to most people mm-hmm. but right. it, but it, and, and it really could either bring you closer together or tear you apart absolutely. absolutely and also i think it's interesting because truly like most people when they get they get engaged like after a couple of years of dating or something and they don't really know how the other person's going to handle stress and that is a big deal when yeah. I got married, I didn't know anything about how my husband was going to handle stress. I didn't know how he was going to handle uh, children. You just—I just got lucky, you know. You don't—you don't know if you're going to have the same values or same parenting styles or all these other issues. You know, you don't know anything. You just—it's like blind luck if it works out. Yeah, and that's—and that's what I, I really measure because I don't feel like I'm 27, 26, 27. How old are you? <laughs> I, I'm really bad at math. What I'm, the hell, David? You are. You're it's 27. A, it's what year were you born? Let's figure it 88. out. You're 27. You're 27. All right, 27. It's just not memorable. You know, it's not like 25 anymore. So then, like... You don't know yeah. how old I am? Wait, you're, wait, you were born in 89, and you're 27. Yeah, but he's he's in September, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he's not... Look at that, that I remember this. How do I know? <laughs> Look at that. Are you a Virgo? Sure. Yes, wait, I, that's not my. I don't know. Like, astrology. when is your birthday? September seventh. You are a Virgo. And what about Kaylee? November twenty ninth. So I don't know what sign that is. That's for Sagittarius. Okay, moving. Why on. do we always have to go into the zodiac? Because they don't. Yeah, let's hear. It. They, they don't really get <laughs> together. And blah blah. Wait till next week, and then it'll change. And uh, what is this, mother? I don't know. I'm not going to say, no, it's, that's a shitty pairing. No, they call the whole thing off. You know what? 
I don't care about your soulmates. That sucks. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I'll have to, I'll have to discuss it at some point. I don't really know enough about Sagittarius Virgo relationships. Okay, so so, uh, can we just we need to fast forward this thing. So so All you, right. you get diagnosed with diabetes. Yeah, yes. you threw on us just now. What, what yeah. was All right. So about? yeah. So long story short. So I'm ready to leave. We're we're doing our therapy. We're feeling good, right? We're like good in our relationship. I'm about to leave. Long story short, three weeks before I'm, I like have my plane ticket already. Like the government is like, this is your flight. Like, here's your ticket. I get diagnosed with diabetes. So I get put on a medical hold for at least one year. Hold the phone. Okay. This is type one juvenile diabetes, not the type two that you overeat and have too much sugar. Exactly. Like Holy shit. So it's coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Insulin dependent diabetic. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That, and I had that and is it, a big deal. They, that must have rocked your world. And really, that, that, that must have shaken. That must have shook you up a lot. Yeah. You can't even it, get it out of your mouth right I now. It's I, shaking I you so hard. Just getting diagnosed with diabetes is a big deal. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it definitely changed things a lot. Um, it changed your yeah, sex life? It, no. How did it change your sex life? What did it have to David? What does it? Well, I think, and, and we've talked about this, because I was dating and sexually active with her beforehand, she was comfortable like with me, so it didn't really make a difference. But I I always wonder what it's like for single people um, who do have diabetes and are on a pump. Right, because oh, you have this pump, pump attached. attached. Okay. Yeah, so like you have to like take it off and detach it, and it's just like one more. It's a needle in your. Or, yeah, like a, it's like a tube that like sticks in and. Okay, but you know, I do know of a friend of mine who went on a blind date, and she told me that the guy said to her, "Just so you know, I have to push a button, and I have a penis pump." Because <laughs> he, oh. he had prostate cancer. Oh. So at least you don't have to push a button to get oh, your penis up. Oh, man. Wait, all, right? Is... all right. All right. Yes. I'll take diabetes over that. Take that to keep your insulin pumped <laughs> that you can detach when needed. But yes. yeah, but for a young guy, it, it must be very difficult. Yeah, just because I think there's a lot to think about. There's so much going through your head. Like, Cam, you're an open book on this show. You're like, this is what I'm thinking when you're going and meeting people. Like, it's just one more thing to think about. Like, am I good enough or am I attracting enough or what's, what's, you know, attracting me to her or, or whatever. So then to think like, okay, how am I going to tell her about this? Is yeah. it really necessary? You know, it's just, it's just, so you better stick like, with Kaylee because she knows about your pump. That's it. That's the only reason. Yep. That, that is the only reason why I'm going to stick with her she knows about she accepts about it she deals with it yep that's that's it not the brains not the looks nothing just just, just the she, pump in fact she's <laughs> she's attracted to she's attracted to you just because of the pump right oh, that, yeah that's her fetish oh yeah <laughs> yeah if she breaks up with you she's going out she's going to the what do they call that when the people do the dialysis <laughs> hang out over there if she can find a few insulin dependent people <laughs> Uh, like so, hate outside of clinics yeah you found a winner so All yeah, right. so you so, you're stuck home for a year to deal with the diabetes mm-hmm. 
And that was a blessing in disguise, 100%, because now I've got this time and I'd wanted to be in the Peace Corps since I was a kid. So I was not just going to throw this to the wind just because I got put on hold for a year. So that that allowed us to really grow our relationship together. I mean, we moved in. We're living together now. Um, and I think we went from being good and comfortable in our relationship by the time I was actually set to leave a little over a year later to really secure in our relationship. And like, we talked like, Hey, would we have made it? Had I left initially? Yeah, maybe, you know, there's no way to know. It's a big test, but it's a big test. Yeah. But definitely, I mean, now coming back, feel very secure in the relationship like, I don't know, like that year made a huge difference hmm. in growing together and spending so what, time. So what are the pros of a uh, uh, long distance relationship? I, I liked, I liked certain aspects to it because when you do see each other, it's extremely passionate. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's the good parts about it. You know, when you're in a long distance, you don't take each other for granted. Like you do when you're living day to day. Yeah. I mean, you, you need to other, make you... every minute count. Right. Wow. You know? Not even like sexually, just like no, holding about, hands, you yeah. know, is like great. I, I mean, she came to visit me um, and stayed for a month. And like one of my favorite things was, so I always go on walks, like in my village, where it, there's like not a ton to do. So and it's really freaking hot. So when the sun starts going down, like I'd always go on a walk. So that was like my favorite thing to do with her is just go on yeah. a walk around my village for an hour or so. Oh. Just holding hands, showing her where I oh. live, and breezing out. Yeah. Breezing oh, uh, out. Breezing out. I'm In telling Guyana. you. In Guyana. Oh, out. God, he's such a sweetheart. Women that are listening to this podcast are going, damn, he's getting married to Kaylee. <laughs> I missed out on that insulin-dependent kid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So so you're you're two and a half years in Guyana. How often are you seeing her? So we I would like physically see her um on average every six months. Actually and towards the end, like it was kind of closer together. I think the last time I saw her was December. And then I came home in August. So that was like in eight month stretch wow. was the longest wow. so, and you are, and so you're having sex every six months or so right yeah roughly lot, not a, a lot, lot of the, a lot of masturbation challenge and you're you're staying in a uh you're staying in what are you staying in a hut with a family yeah so i'm living in their house and they do not have full walls oh like, my god like the walls do not go all the way to the ceiling. So like you hear everything in the entire house, all the different rooms. There's a uh, thing of them just like little dividers. So, Cam, what are you doing? We had a teacher, we had a, 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 an acting coach in high school who would always co- make this sound. <laughs> David could do it much better. What is that? Blood, what blood. Walking off sound? Is that what that is? is you that would a do it know, out of nowhere. You're talking about too. You would always do it out of nowhere. Just the two of us. And we're like, where is? What are you implying with that? Is that a blowjob? Is that a he's fucking? Too, correct. You know. He's, you know. So you know. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So he's talking about whacking off. Yes. Okay. 
Oh, this is amazing. Okay, so first of all, did you do any sexting or anything with her? What, what was going on with that? I mean, did you guys do any kind of like uh, cyber, cyber sex, skyping? Nothing. Not, not really. She's not really into that. So oh, we didn't. God, a lot of so, masturbation. So were you going. masturbating in the hut? In the hut. In Be honest. You were masturbating. I. Yeah, but not regularly. We'll put it that way. Yeah, I could imagine uh, it would be very chilling. Imagine like you two are in the room. Like, are you going to masturbate? But like, there's a little curtain between you two. Are either <laughs> of you going to masturbate? No. Well, then there you go. I'm living with my mom, who's like sleeping, you know, ten feet away. My host brothers, Jesus. Um, no, you know, there and the sister, and then the the niece. Like, okay, the, this is a common practice though for the Guyanese, though, right? Not masturbating, but being in a room with all the family together. Oh yeah, like that's. This is why I'm asking you because I told you that my, uh, you know, my um, boyfriend's, uh, <laughs> my boyfriend's uh, brother. It's, is you're so well. far removed that I don't even know why you're bothering with the story. <laughs> you, you... She's, like, she's, she's like my sister-in-law. Okay, no, it's so not even close. the point is, but they all live in one. She, they have a child, and they live in one apartment. Yeah. One yeah, one kids... bedroom. One bedroom. Large families all in a small household. It's because she's used to that, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, right. that's very on par in Guyana. Yeah, that's what it's like. Yeah. Okay, so masturbation is very challenging. You're not cybering. Are you just sexually frustrated as fuck in Guyana? You have blue balls, basically. Pretty much. I'm like Cam on the 21-day challenge <laughs> for like two and a half years. Oh, Pretty much. God. <laughs> yeah, they're more like purple balls at this point. Oh, <laughs> God. Was there an explosion when you did see her? That poor girl couldn't oh walk for God. a week, probably. Yeah, I mean, no, no, she was fine. She was fine. Um, no, but like what we were doing, like we were communicating, though, right? Um, and she was really big on that because I, I can get into like the outside out of mind. So she definitely led the charge to make sure that we were always in communication. And so. Um, I paid for, cause I like wanted to invest in this. Right. So I paid for like large chunk of Skype credit. So she could call from her cell phone to my cell phone, um, or like for her computer, I'd only get to like actually Skype with her, like to, you know, video Skype when I was in the capital, um, which was a long distance away. It'd take like nine hours to get there. So um, she was probably excited for when you got to be in their capital building. Oh, yeah, but then the internet, like, if it's working, you got to remember that. Like, it's not guaranteed because it's still a developing country, so the infrastructure is not great. Um, when I'd stay at the hotels there, like, they're supposed to have internet, but, like, most times it it just, like, wouldn't be good enough, so, like, we couldn't even Skype. Um, but what we did have is I had a cell phone. She gave me her old BlackBerry, which was awesome, and through WhatsApp, we could leave, they text each other like all the time, uh, but we could leave voice notes, right? So she always gets up before me, even with the, like the time change. So I would wake up to a voice note from her and like, listen to it as I'm walking. Aww. And then everybody my, should do this. Even if you're yeah. living with someone, you should give a little voicemail every day. It's, it was nice. So do you still carry on that tradition? No, not really. <laughs> Not really. But now you're living together and but you I'm get to wake with up her, with her. So like, yeah. It's still the, nice to do that. Can I make a suggestion you do that from now on? 
Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I certainly, you know, maybe I will. I mean. Yeah. Pretend I, you're back. So let me ask you something. She'd come to visit. Would you have sex in the hut? Is she staying yeah. with you in the hut? Where is she staying? With the mother and the brother. Yeah. And- yeah with, and I was really worried about that. Like, really worried that, like, hey, she's got to come. Like, I got to see her. But I'm living with this family. So I was like, is it going to be okay if she comes? Like, oh, yeah, no problem. So, But she stayed in my room. Because I, I say that because the community that I was living in was very conservative Christian. Right? Wow. Like, very, oh, they very. They believe in premarital sex then. Uh, like, yes and no. Like, Ghana is really interesting because, like, people have sex all the time. Like it, it, they're very like not bipolar. There's just like weird. Like all or nothing. Yeah. But like you try and say like how religious you are. And it's a very, like in this community is Christian. Like there's like, um, like there's like Muslim communities and Hindu communities. And so the one that I was in was predominantly Christian. So it's very important to be as good of a Christian as you are. But then at the same time, like Guyanese culture, like, Having sex is a very common thing. There's a lot of underage pregnancies, a lot of STI transmissions, uh, HIV. In, in, ter- in the Caribbean, if it weren't for Haiti, um, because Guyana considers it is a Caribbean country, even though it's in South America, statistically behind Haiti uh, has the highest HIV um, infected population. Wow. And in South America, they're the number one. Wow highest country and, and, and it sounds like they do it because there's not much else they could be doing <laughs> what else are they gonna yeah, do besides I, have sex yeah like hang out at the you know um the rum shops the rum is delicious but like yeah i mean in a small and i think you'd, you'd probably hear that in small towns in america too there's nothing yeah. going on what are you gonna do you know get a case of beer and then and then what you know right. um so there is just that weird weird environment to be really religious um but then also have a very sexually active environment um so but they allowed her to stay with you guys and sleep yeah in the so they allowed bed. her so which happened? was hanging over my head for a while i was so nervous and but yeah i was my head no problem she wow. and she loved it she loved kaylee oh. like we would get like even now we'll still get every once in a while like voice notes from um my like niece she'd like put the voice note on my host mom's like phone. And then, so I'd send it and then me and Kaylee can record and send back to her. Oh, um, yeah. Like loved having her stay. Wow. So, Very sweet. So, okay. You, right, so did you, wait, when you had sex, was they in the next room? Yes. Did you have to be extremely quiet? Yes. Was it awkward as fuck? Yes. <laughs> did they know you were having sex when you were having sex? I don't know. I mean, I, Hopefully not, but I I have no idea. No, no. Like it never came up later None on. Of that? No. <laughs> not like uh mm, enjoy your bake this morning. <laughs> mm, yeah. There's some choke in the pot. You know, I know you had some choke last night. You know, there was oh, none of that. It's like like some of the the food, like like choka is like a name of some of the food or like bake. I mean, we could talk about Guyanese food another time. I want to talk about what you were teaching over there because you were teaching sex ed pretty much to the Guyanese. Yeah. Um, I have some background. So, like, I didn't just come into this empty-handed. 
Um, when I was at uh, CU back in college, I volunteered with an organization, super cool, um, called Shape, um, which I was essentially a mentor to high school students who were sec- sexual health educators for their peers. So, like, they would go into middle schools and high schools. These are high school students. It's a brilliant idea. And do sex education. That's part A. Part B is that they're just leaders among their peers. So if they're at a party, it's a very sex-positive environment, right? Like abstinence for sure is the the way to guarantee you're not going to get pregnant, not going to get infected. But like if you decide to take the risk and have sex, like, hey, do it safely. And the idea that like, you know, using a condom is not a big deal. They'd be at parties and just like, see a friend of theirs walk off, you know, just nudge them and ask them if they have a condom and, and hand it out. It's a super cool program. Like, wow. I wish more. I got to look into this. I want to put the link to that uh, in our uh... show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Shape. Um, so I, I had some sexual health and kind of like public uh, health knowledge, right? Bringing that in. I get some more training with the Peace Corps. Um, but then I'm... I get kind of thrown into teaching their, essentially their health class, which covers sexual health. It covers um, healthy behaviors to like, you know, from understanding your emotions to recognizing what a healthy relationship looks like, which is really the foundation of all sexual health, right? Like forget the condom and like knowing what STI is, what like knowing what a healthy relationship looks like, knowing to say no, and being comfortable advocating for yourself hmm. is like the rock. And knowing um, not to rape a girl when she's found passed out behind a dumpster. Yeah, and like what's okay and what's not okay. And showing your friends to and kind of setting the example because there aren't a lot of good examples um, to be found, mm-hmm. right? So, And I remember but, you were telling me that one of the things that you came up with was this idea of when it's right to have sex. Yeah, so I would, I'm good at thinking on my feet, um, but this comes up all the time. And like the teachers, so I would be teaching and even other teachers would like come in and watch and listen because they genuinely were curious and like I'm a bit more confident and can play like the silly white American and just talk about sex and they love it. Like the students, the teachers, I think it's so funny because they're not comfortable putting on a plantain and like showing how to, to put a condom on it, you know? So we took out a plantain, like a banana and stuck a condom on it and showed them how to do it. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. How old are these people that you're teaching? Um, the youngest. Oh, it's crazy. The absolute youngest. We went to the elementary school, um, and the oldest kids there and they loved it. I mean, absolutely went wild wild over this i mean we just got like a box of condoms from the health center and we did like condom relays the kids were eating it up like they relays. what do you mean running around putting condoms on each other no not on each other so we'd like we did like the boys versus girls right so we'd line them up um and then they had to do put on the a condom correctly right not just like i don't know what to do so they had to go through all this do it correctly kind of a relay race Pinch the tip, roll the right way, right? Yeah, or like, like they brother, put it on who teaches anybody around – any, do they teach you that in health class in high school? I don't remember that you guys learned that, did you? I did not. I, I don't I, think they teach how to put a condom on. That's a very good suggestion for 
anybody to know. Yeah, I'm I'm big on early education with with sexual because like by the time you're using a condom, if you're then learning how to use a condom, it's too late. Too late. You know what I mean? Yep. So what an unbelievable thing. So you you were teaching when it's right to when it's right because they would always they would always ask like we do like the question box like all the you know random questions without a doubt when's it right to have sex. Um, and mind you, like this is a pretty Christian community, but they're looking like, oh, is 15 old enough or is 21 old enough? So for this lesson, I happened to make this up, but like totally pulled it. So I have three qualifiers. And this is not just for teenagers. This is for adults. This is for people in existing relationships. So you know when you're ready to have sex according like by your head, your heart, and your part. Love it. Oh, Those three my- things. And hard parts, right? So, and it's it's foolproof, right? So it's your head, right? So this is all the the logical things, right? People are always looking for an age. So I'd say, okay, fourteen, sure, maybe maybe you're old enough to have sex. Well, let's talk about it. At fourteen, you decide um, to have sex. Fine. What is a possibility of of having sex? Well, you get pregnant. Okay, fine. you're going to be a father and a mother to this child, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, how are you going to feed them and how are you going to clothe them? Well, you need money. I said, okay, cool. You need money. So where are you going to get that money? Well, you need to work. Okay, cool. Uh, so who's going to hire you? You're 14. I say, oh, yeah. I say, all right. So it isn't that 14 is too young, but let's think about it, right? What are what do you need to, to do if you're going to support this child? So they say, okay, fine. Maybe that might be too young because logistically, like, it's not smart, right? Like if they can't support the child, if they're not there, um, we talk about that. That's where the head comes into it. Absolutely. Drugs and alcohol. Like, are you clear minded, right? Are you totally drunk? Like your head is not in the right place. Like you are not ready to have sex. You can be 30 years old, wasted on the best rum in the Caribbean, but you're not ready to have sex. So like age, then I could easily blow that one off. So that blew their minds like oh my god there's not a magical age your heart right this has to do with connecting with the person individually right if we're talking uh, worse you know like a rape cake scenario like these two people are not emotionally connected right they're not feeling it um religion one night, stand, one night stands uh, how much can you have a heart for each other i mean no but I, I i think to a certain extent you can be connected to someone you know what i mean it, it's not just a warm body like there are people, you know, like, uh, why do you, if you're going to have a one night stand, that's fine. But like you go to a bar and pick someone up, like why that person? Why not someone else? Hmm. Maybe that's the last person there at two in the morning. Maybe. <laughs> and, and maybe you do that. That's fine. And then are you, is that the right time to have sex? Because of the last person at two in the morning at a bar right, that you've right. been drinking all night? Like just because you're having sex doesn't mean it's the right time to have sex. Okay. You know. Good. Good. Good thought. Um, Love it. And then there comes the religion, right? So it, it, I could not say like, "Oh, you're this daughter. You're okay to have sex." Well, what's the church mm. going to say? And I say, "Fine. If religion is important to you, and wait to to get married, right? If it's not important to you, then that's fine. Like I'm not going to judge you. It's what what's right in your heart, you know. So if if you want to go by your your religion and that's fine, awesome. So then you can like easily appease both people that are looking for that answer, right? And then your part, right? Uh, are you sexually aroused? 
right? Like if you're not attracted to that person, like there comes your parts, not ready. You know what I mean? If you're too young, uh, like physically you've not started puberty, you're not ready. Um, but then comes in the sexual health component. Like let's talk about condoms and let's talk about STIs. Have you both been tested? Right? No, you haven't. You don't really know what the other person has or doesn't have. You haven't talked about it. It's not the right time to have sex. Hmm. This should you be know. a freaking book. <laughs> yeah. Or a podcast episode. Yeah. Or you a know, your head... podcast episode. My God, we should have brought this up first and worked our way backwards. That was <laughs> awesome. You made this up? Yeah. Your your head. I mean, is it? Because it's all out there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, you should be sexually tested. Cool. Like, oh, you should, you know, make sure you're not drinking. Cool. You should make sure that you think about the consequences of having sex because there are consequences, right? But pulling it together into one easy thing and say, how do I know if I'm ready? Your head, your heart, and your part. Love it. Love it. We got to end right here. We got to end it. We got to end it. Mic drop. Mic drop. Boom, baby. Love it. Did you? David. Head, heart, part, love it. In, Mazel tov on your wedding. Do, this is unbelievable. Do, have you ever walked in on your parents or have they walked in on you? No, I've never walked in on my parents. You didn't and, have to because your your pseudo mother was next to you while you were <laughs> doing your thing. Yeah, so like walked in. Oh, actually. Oh, my God. Oh, now that. Okay. <laughs> Funny story. So this is guy, right? So your entire on half walls i just remember this talking about half walls so we're we're in our room um being intimate if you will and all of a sudden kaylee sees at the corner of her eyes over the wall she sees these little fingers <laughs> just oh start God. to crawl over and then sees another set of little fingers and then i turn her and she's like horrified and all of a sudden i turn around and i see this her two hands and i'm like michaela no, <laughs> she's like, you see your hands like drop back. Wait, so how old was Michaela? Seven, seven at the time. Oh my God. Eight o'clock. You have now traumatized her, her, her head and her heart and her part. She didn't see anything. She was just that. like always, because she'd always be in my room. You know, she just like wants to, to hang out. So Aww. as soon as the door's closed, she's like trying to figure out how to get in. Aww. Climbing over the walls. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Now, did you keep going after she did this? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, thank yes. you very much for coming on the show, dude. Awesome. Oh, of course, awesome. this was this awesome. was a blast. I loved it, dude. Well, we very, love you. Very, very excited for the wedding and the bachelor's party. Yeah, and when and not the bridal party, but that's okay. He'll still come. I'll come. <laughs> so, I mean, there'll be there'll be women there, available women. All right. They're on my list. I have available women on my list. Are you planning on, ha- on having sex on your wedding night? Uh, do I plan on having sex? Yes. But, like, she's going to pass out at, like, 9 o'clock, so I don't really <laughs> think that's in the cards. Uh, that is hilarious. So, yes. Okay. So we'll see how where it goes. We shall see. TBD. TBD. Love ya. Love you. Bye. Talk to y'all later. And that was our interview with David. I'm sure we did not disappoint, did we? He's such a sweet, sweet, sweet man. It's more than sweet. He's smart. Sweet and smart. 
sweet and smart and sassy. Head, heart, part, baby. Yeah, so guys, if, if you guys like that idea, let us know your thoughts about the head, heart, part. And we have a question for you. Yes, our quickie question, question of the week. Our one suggestion and, and request from you, hint, hint, mother, don't continue to ask about them. Anyway, our one question for you is, when do you think is the right time to have sex? Send us your answers at sextalkpodcast at gmail.com. And, you know, Mom. while you're doing that, Mom. <laughs> you might also. Okay, we're going to give you a little treat. And because we're giving you a treat, it would be nice if you put a little thumbs up, five-star review. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> slip that one in there. We're going to give you a treat. This treat is uh, a, a little video. No, well, it's not video. It's what an is audio because it? it's a podcast. But it's a oh. little rendition of a song that David and I sang in high school for a variety show. And it's called I Wouldn't Have anything if i didn't have you and by the way he wanted me to plug uh his the work he did while in guyana uh you can go to campglowguyana.org that's camp c-a-m-p glow g-l-o-w-g-u-y-a-n-a.org you can find out all about his work and uh you can also uh check out shape ears yeah, that, that's that's what I would. Which check is out. what that he learned really about. Cool too. Yeah. yeah, in in Boulder, go to facebook.com slash shape ears. S H A P E E R S. And you know what? What? Let mother? me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees. All right, you guys, love you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.